Hi everyone, this is Expert Dispatch and this is our fifth episode with our friend Rohit. Rohit graduated from Erasmus University just like us at the same time, but since then our journeys were different. So today we're here to talk about your personal journey. Hello, guys. Uh, Hi, you. It's good to have you on the show. Hey, Thank man. You. Pleasure is all mine. Thank you for inviting me for this podcast. And should I just directly dive in? Yeah. Yeah, I guess usually we start by short introductions. Get to know who you are. Just tell us a few things about yourself. Yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't need to tell us your whole biography. Just maybe highlight what you want to share with our listeners, uh, your background, your reasons, why you came to Netherlands in the first place, maybe share the circumstances why you are now here. So my name is Rohit Sainsanwal. I'm from Delhi, India. I'm 26 years old. And talking about my previous professional background, if I say, I did my bachelor's in BBA specialization in real estate and urban infrastructure from India itself and I graduated in 2019. After that, I've been working and uh, to be honest, I wanted to pursue my master's in 2020, but due to COVID, all my plans got disrupted. Then I finally decided to come to Netherlands to pursue my master's in urban management and development, specialization in land management. I started my studies with you guys in 2021, Yay. in September, and I think so you guys are one of the best people I met. So I'm not trying to boast on anything, but yeah, Thank you. that's pretty much it. Likewise. Likewise, exactly. I remember meeting Rocket for the first time and immediately I got the vibe of a person who will connect, like he's a human glue, you know? That's the person who connects everyone with everyone, knows everyone in person. Yeah, he's also a Gemini, so that explains a lot. So yeah, crazy. oh my God. Yeah. He's a Gemini and Geminis are exactly my type. Both my dad and my sister are Gemini. So I love them so much. Anyway, do you guys have a question? Oh, and since Rohit is a human glue, it's very hard to get rid of him as well. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry, guys. Yeah. I mean, you've been staying in my apartment <laughs> for the last couple of weeks. No, but I actually enjoyed your company staying with you. It's just that apartment was not that big. And for the last month, I also didn't have enough personal space, but Rocket is actually a very respectful person in a way that he knows the boundaries and he's very cheerful, that's true. But as we said yesterday, we were laughing about it, that Rocket has only two moods uh, in a way that mostly, especially in public, he's a very cheerful guy, but um, when he's alone or when he's just experiencing any sort of troubles, <laughs> yeah, he might act absolutely differently. So. And what mood you are today, Rocket? Exactly. Tell us. I am in a very blissful and cheerful nature. Oh, that sounds very pretentious. No, it's not pretentious. I'm just being honest. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's just talk about your educational, professional background a little bit more. So you said you graduated from IHS back in September, oh. October, around that time. And what you've been up to since then? I decided to pursue my educational background and my professional background in real estate sector. So I have somewhere around two and a half to two, three years of experience, which is in real estate sector itself. 
And that was my primary reason to actually pursue this master's in urban management development. And another thing is that I also got admission for the MBA program in Germany. But I think so I was more inclined towards this particular program. So if I talk about my experience during the program, I mean, I made a lot of friends for sure. The entire education system was very different to what I was used to back in India, since it was super intensive in India and here it was actually opposite of that. I love the education system, how they structure the entire program itself. I know there were a lot of people who were not happy with it, but to be honest, from my side, I would say I was quite happy with my master's and my specialization mostly. But uh, apart from experience and happiness, in terms of practicality, how would you rate this program? Because as far as we know, not so many people of those who wanted to stay were able to stay in the Netherlands. One of the things that I didn't face until I finished my master's was the housing problem because I got room in the dormitory in the university itself. So that was not an issue for me until unless I got graduated and I had to leave the dormitory in, in the university. And it is just absolutely crazy in Netherlands to find a place. I mean, I have studied real estate. I also have a family business in real estate in India, which is into rental. And I have never seen or experienced or even I haven't even read about something like this until unless I came to Netherlands. So it was something which was super absurd and crazy for me. So it was super hard. And I mean, I would just consider myself luckier since I found a place in the university to live at least for a year. Because there were some people who had troubles for the entire this 12 months program. Mm -hmm. They were still struggling to find a place for themselves. They were still shifting from one place to another every two, three months. So at least I didn't have to go through that part. Did you like the conditions of uh, the dormitory? For me, the conditions were not that bad. I just made a lot of friends there. And I think so that actually helped me out to forget about the conditions of the building itself. Yeah. And the condition we were living, not the best one, but yeah, the people, the friends that I made in that building actually helped me out to know those facts for sure. Yeah, because we stayed actually on the same floor with Rohit, so we've been knowing each other for a while and quite well. I'm really thankful to him because otherwise I would be maybe a little bit more depressed in that okay. building because when I was there, I thought that I'm a little bit unlucky in a way that, yes, I'm saving some money, but the conditions, for me at least, I would say politely not very good. And But after moving out from there, I also realized how it is different to find a place without having EU citizenship and a working contract within the EU. So now I kind of related my experience and I'm trying to look at the brighter side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The only way to keep yourself sane in this country is just to find different hobbies and just to keep, your, keep yourself engaged and start a podcast. Yeah, to start a podcast. That's how we all started. <laughs> and also to make friends, right? Yeah, absolutely. Social network no. helps a lot to stabilize your mood and, you know, it does. One of the things that my father told me, I will say it in Hindi first and then in English. So he told me that which actually translates that 
I might not have earned that much money in my life, but I have earned so many friends. Yeah. So in Russian, there is the same saying exactly, which I would say it in Russian. Exactly. Yeah. Which translate don't have a hundred of troubles, have a hundred of friends. Yeah, expression itself or the emotion itself are the same, I guess. I feel like I'm the only one who has to offer the addition in, in Kazakh, which is exactly the same, sounds exactly the same as in Russian, which is literally, it's better to have 100 friends compared to 100 whatever. To be honest, I think in Tina's and in my circumstances, that's a heritage of communism in a way. Absolutely. <laughs> totally, 100%, I think. Because we couldn't have that. <laughs> so, oh. Anyway, talk to us about your professional experience in the Netherlands. Have you tried to do the internships? I don't know, maybe short-term jobs. Mm -hmm. If not, even the, you know, service level kind of jobs, if you had any. And if not, you can just talk about a job application process in this country. Yeah, and you can start by your job experience in India, <laughs> the real estate sector you mentioned. Maybe you can elaborate on that. In India, we have something known as placement. So actually the companies themselves come to the university in your last year of your graduation. They just come there and they interview you. And if they like you, they just directly hire you even before you finish your program, like two, three months before you finish your program. So in India, I think so there are a lot of jobs, opportunities for sure, but finding a right thing for yourself, that's a little bit harder. But if I talk about Netherlands, I think so I submitted my thesis a little bit later than other people. So I finished my master's in October. I already started looking for jobs like a month before finishing my thesis because I know that it's not going to be exactly as easy as it's supposed to be. I started looking for jobs pretty much early and I also got an interview calls from two, three companies and for two companies, I also reached the final round, mm -hmm. but unfortunately I didn't get the job. Actually, I remember back in autumn, you were interviewing for this company and you reached the final round and it was a little bit ironic coincidence that our classmate was hired for this position and you just found out it's by chance, but I mean, good for her and you kind of forgot about this job opening, this story, you moved forward, forward in a way. And then I think after one or two months, they contacted you again. Actually, yes. I mean, the, the most absurd thing was at that particular phase of my life, I was going through a lot of things. The first time I was experiencing the housing crisis, crisis of Netherlands, finding a place for me, living in a hostel. My head was not in the right place or in the right space as well. So I was like, there was a lot of things going in my head, but the only positive thing that happened during that phase was reaching the final round, which was the fourth round for this particular job. I'm not going to tell the name of the company, but I reached the final round and they just contacted me that we just hired a person. And I was super, I won't call it depressed, but yeah, that was really tough time for me. After receiving this rejection, exactly a week after one of our friends was leaving Netherlands, so we were at his favorite party and this very friend who studied with us, who got the same job. So we were basically fighting each other and we were unknown of the fact that we were actually fighting each other because we were just wow. two candidates for this particular job in the final round. Okay. Okay. 
but she got the job. Like until this, I was not known of the fact that she got the job. I was sad about it. That I don't know what I'm gonna do with my life. I was super hopeful about this job, feeling confident as well, but I didn't get it. But as soon as I got to know that she got it, it completely changed my mood. Hmm. Like the entire week, seven, eight days, I was just having so many troubles in my head. But as soon as she told me, I just got the job. I was like super happy actually. Do you know that the saying that everything is connected? So right now we're recording the podcast in a place where that person used to live before me. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. Who is that person? Do do we know him? You absolutely. Yeah, we know her, but we won't name her name. Okay. It's not a secret. Just thinking she doesn't want to be named. But uh, yeah, she studied with us, and uh, you see, I mean, I actually I'm thankful to to her in a way that. I was also in the process of moving out from my place. I was also changing a few places in the Netherlands, also in Belgium. This place just came up absolutely randomly in the last moment and I moved in here, so I'm staying here. You see, you never know what's going to be next. I believe, I think so more than you people, that everything is connected to each other. So yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I can put this in just a couple of words. Anyway, continue please with the story because as I said, they contacted you after a couple of months. Oh yeah, so after this thing happened, they told me, hey, we found another candidate who suited this role much better than you. But after giving two, three interviews more in different companies, actually the company contacted me again that, hey, Maybe we have another opening for the same right. role okay. and we would like to interview you again. Mm -hmm. And instead of starting the entire interview procedure from the very first interview, they directly promoted me to the last round of interview. Mm, okay, makes sense. So I was interviewing with one of the senior managers mm -hmm. in the company. But I knew about finance and investment, a lot of things, but I didn't have the experience, professional experience in it. Mm -hmm. So I think so that was one of the main reasons that I couldn't get the job there. But yeah, I reached the final round twice. Yeah. So you had the experience just not the European in the European market. Exactly, exactly. I think so, yeah. That is something which actually changed the entire dynamics of going to another country and finding a job because yeah, every country has their own market and how they function their own laws. So I think it is quite understandable from their side as well to find a person who know about these very things that I'm talking about. Uh -huh. So I took it not personally, but I was like a little bit proud of myself as well that I reached this particular stage yeah. in the interview. So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And the, I think in, in a while after that, you decided to leave for good. I remember a farewell party which I haven't attended because I was in Norway. Yep. But I just remember saying goodbye to you and I was sad because I thought it is likely that we won't see each other maybe in the coming years because you live in the quite remote country from the Netherlands. And now you're here, so why? Tell us why. Uh, if I should be specific, I left Netherlands on 4th of March. Mm -hmm. Each India on 5th of March. I was super clueless about what should I be doing with my life. Mm -hmm. So when I was back in India, yes, I gave a couple of interviews in India as well. And I got a job as well in first week of May. I don't know why I didn't accept the offer, but yeah, that's passed. I need a friend who is a recruitment consultant in Netherlands. And he actually helped me find a job 
So I gave the first two rounds of interviews online from India itself and they called me back to Netherlands to give the final round of interviews for this marketing manager role. So if I give you a little bit description about the company itself, it's an Indian based company. So they wanted a person who can understand a lot of languages of India itself. So I can communicate and get connected or make more networks with the Indian community. So they wanted a person like that. So I filled that, at least that I, I checked that box for them for sure. Unfortunately, I gave the last round of interview last week and they contacted me that I am not the right person for them since they wanted a person to have a Netherlands driving license for a marketing manager role, which is super absurd for me. I don't know why. I'm making faces right now because to me, it sounds like nitpicking, to be honest. I mean, you can get this license in like two months. That's true as well, but for a driving license, I don't know how much it costs. I think so it costs like somewhere around 1500 to 2000 euros to get a license. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so I mean, in India, it just takes like 10 to 15 euros to get a driving license. Oh. Right, but do you already have them? Yeah, I have the Indian driving license and I already applied for the international one. But they specifically wanted a person to have a Netherlands driving license for a marketing role. So I was also having this discussion with my friend who is the recruitment consultant and he also said this is a little bit absurd but they need a driving license for a marketing role. Yeah. Because for a marketing role you don't need a driving license. Maybe for a sales role, yes. Yeah, yeah, I totally get it. But if you could disclose a little bit more about the industries you applied in with your background in real estate slash urban management. Uh, what kind of industry did you apply to? I mean, what kind of roles as well? I initially for like first three, four months, I was only focusing into real estate market, but not just for like a sales role or for marketing role. I was like looking for real estate analyst, consultant role, investment, finance, asset management, all these kind of roles. And there were like a couple of companies who contacted me through LinkedIn as well. There were two specific startups in Amsterdam who contacted me personally. They gave me a call like, hey, we liked your profile through LinkedIn and we would like to know a little bit more about you. So they were like, hey, can you come to Amsterdam to give an interview? But before to proceed that much further, they wanted to know my visa status. So my visa is about to get over in November this year, 23. So unfortunately, they said, since we are a startup, we can't sponsor you. And like in order to increase my visa, I need to have a certain amount of package in order to increase my visa. I don't know the exact one, but previously it was 31,500 euros per year. Unfortunately, they were not willing to give that since they were a startup completely understandable. Right. So, right. But yeah, there were a lot of companies who contacted me personally as well to know a bit more about me. But I think so they were clueless that I don't have any Dutch language proficiency. So that was one of the main challenges for sure. Let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about your general experience here in the Netherlands. Coming from India, I think it's harder to find more polar countries to each other than India and the Netherlands. Exactly, yeah. What was your experience in that regard? First, I would like to shed some light over the 
Netherlands weather. Oh I mean, God. coming from India and specifically North India from Delhi. Yeah. I mean, with the written in peak summers, the temperature can reach as much as 50, 51 degrees Celsius. And the worst winters that I've experienced was just zero degrees. And when I came here, it was depressing. So it, it used to just rain for most of the year. It's just gray. And you can't even go out because of the fear of that. You might get wet, you might get sick. Super cold. A lot of people didn't have motivation to go out as well. So yeah, that was a very difficult phase. It's why you held so many parties that have built it. Quite <laughs> yes. Someone had to say that. I mean, see, if you ask my parents, my family members and my friends from India, and you tell what I used to be here, they're going to straight up say on your face that this is not true, that we know for sure. So they only know your like other side. Yeah, I mean, you're Indian people. It's just the best one, but they... Actually, especially my family members, they think I am a super introverted person because I don't share a lot of things with them. Introverted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, because they, like, I had this personality, according to them, what they perceive of me. They thought that I was an introvert person who didn't used to love interacting with other people, making a lot of friends. But actually, the reason back in India I didn't meet a lot of friends was that I didn't get a lot of opportunities as well. But I was a little bit more enclosed in myself as well. Not introvert, but yeah. But when I came here, of course, the first one month or two months, I would say, a huge cultural shock for sure. Because in India, to be honest, I never used to like speaking in English. Oh, yeah. Because I used to feel like, yeah, why should I be speaking in English? Because since, as you guys know, that we were being colonized and we are still being colonized mentally. Because people think if they speak in English, they are more superior than other people. So I never used to like those people for sure. So I just used to just stick to Hindi and a couple of other regional languages. And when I came here, I thought that my English would be absolutely rubbish. That people would find it hard to understand me. But... I don't know, maybe there was a spark in me, or maybe I saw too many movies, TV series, and I, my English was, I would say, pretty much average, but it didn't take me quite that much time to actually make a lot of friends, because I knew that I need to get out of this comfort zone or this bubble. Mm -hmm. So I was just open to make as many friends as I can. Yeah, and just a side note, Rohit's <clears throat> language English level is absolutely above average. Pronunciation-wise, sometimes even I am experiencing some difficulties, troubles, but in terms of vocabulary and just knowledge of the language, it's a very high level. Surprisingly, I think Rohit is one of the few, maybe even the one of those, I mean, it's maybe a bit striking to say, but still our main kind of company is consistent of white Europeans, North Americans, mm -hmm. a little bit of Latinos, but not a lot of people from Arabic countries, Perhaps Africa. South, yeah. Global, I mean, Global South is a very controversial term in a way, but for people to understand, we can say yeah, Global South. And yeah, you pretty much fit in in that are, company. Are you trying to say that he is 
of diversity hire in your friendship? I'm pretty good way to put this. Only but... person you hire because you want to fit the, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Diversity. That's, 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 yeah, yeah, you know, you just on all our images and our photos, we just put you. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you can say that we have a very diverse like, group of brands. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, apart from jokes, actually, Rocket can fit in to any culture and that's a very special mm. skill to have that's true and you also have a phrase or a code for every single situation that oh. happens can you give, can you give an example i mean <laughs> i mean it would be a little hard to say and i don't want to use inappropriate language as well I'm just it's okay that, so. we're explicit content podcast so um, one of my main things that i always say is life's a bitch yeah well that's true. Continue, please. Our life's a bitch and you can die. That's why you get high because you never know when you're going to go. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's important to live by. Don't do drugs, kids. I mean, I'm not promoting drugs, but yeah, okay. we are against drugs. Yeah, absolutely. Has to survive this country, right? Exactly. Anyway, speaking of which, can you share your other cultural observations, your experience in the Netherlands, what you like the most, what you like the least? I won't put it like what I like most or what I didn't what I like least because that's not the most diplomatic way of putting things but you can be honest yeah I will be honest if I talk about like starting with the Dutch culture I absolutely love cycling I used to love cycling back in India but I never cycled this much as much as I cycled it I was actually surprised like Google sent me a notification that I rode I think so 400 and 80 kilometers wow. in the year of 2022. Wow. So I was like baffled by that fact because everything is, the country is basically flat. So everything is accessible. Nothing is too far away. Even if it's far away, the motivation used to be the friends. We enjoy the company of my friends. So, And what's, what's one thing that you didn't, you disliked the most about this country? The weather for sure. Okay. Absolutely. Even during and the summers? Like... I mean, the summer only, there was only this two months window. I think so that was the only window where the weather was amazing. Yeah. For me, it was pleasant. For a lot of people, they thought like they were a week where it was too hot for them. But for me, it was pleasant. I was enjoying my dying for sure. But food. I mean, I think you're not a fan of the Dutch food. She's trying to be polite, please. The food part, I don't want to generalize it or I don't want to be a little bit true to the Dutch food culture. But yeah, coming from a country where we have a lot of spices, a lot of flavorful food. Just say shit. It's Just I mean, the best food in the world. Come on, The food here is something which I disliked second after the weather for sure okay the food the weather maybe any bright sides and the bright side apart, apart from cycling apart from cycling oh the bright another bright side initially i thought that coming to a european country where every country has their own particular languages i thought i might be having troubles communicating with the local people or just going like for day-to-day -day activities interacting with people but actually there was only two incidents where people or individuals didn't know English. Otherwise, everybody had basic knowledge of English so that they can communicate with them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I never true. had any problem regarding the language itself. Yeah. That was one thing which I liked about Netherlands for sure. But I would say I regret a little bit that I didn't learn Dutch or the Dutch culture properly because mainly it could be that I 
didn't have the motivation to stay in this country for too long but i i wanted to stay in this country for at least 2 3 years for sure yeah so yeah that was one of the things mm-hmm. and now it seems like your dutch adventures are coming to an end unfortunately yes for now we don't know yes yeah future is uncertain i would say you never know when i went back to india in march i never knew that i would be coming back at all yeah we're so And happy to have you back yeah this <laughs> couple of weeks I've been here it's highlight of the summer I think forever the one I mean that means a lot for me guys thank you so much and I really enjoyed your ladu 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 sorry sir ladu it's amazing uh, yeah it's an indian sweet dessert oh okay uh, you can you can try it right now yeah i should i should do it yeah. after the podcast yeah but maybe wrapping up coming to the end what other stories experiences observations you would like to share with us another thing that i would like to share is whoever coming to this country for sure in order to survive you need to make friends that's i mean it, i don't think so and specifically if i talk about the city like rotterdam amsterdam I mean, or they're hard as well. I think so. You can't just survive being alone. Mm-hmm. You need to have a, even if it's a small friend circle. I mean, you can't survive in this country alone for sure. Because I don't know how much you, other audience or you guys sitting here, believe in this, but weather actually plays a huge role. So, yeah, and just also kind of my first observation, which is can be also proved by other people <laughs> is that there is a big difference between expat community and uh, the dutch people the local people in my personal experience most of them are friendly but are not very willing to become your friends yeah because i think so i only made three dutch friends actually four and even interacting with them try to become more closer friend it was super hard because i think so i mean i understand it as well if you just go to another country they are not willing to be more open to making friends from other communities or maybe people from other part of the countries because it it requires a lot of time and a lot of other resources energy as well so i think so it is not something new or it's not something different from other part of the world as well but yeah it will it is actually super hard to make dutch friends mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you Rohit for coming to the podcast. Yeah, I mean maybe that's not the best note to finish on. Maybe I would like to conclude in a bo- in a more optimistic way or as you feel just be honest because behind your words we can sense that you're regretful that at least for now you couldn't make it in the in the Netherlands. But as we said, the future is uncertain. Everything might be changed and I don't know what you can how can you summarize the experience here? for almost two years i mean one year and a half it's... more than one and a half years for sure but like i'm more of a philosophical person so i believe it's just part of the journey like i would say whoever is coming to the netherlands it's an amazing country for sure in europe i won't disagree on that part and uh, there are a lot of things to learn you need to come out of your comfort zone and like may bring some changes into your life as well because it helps you develop individually and socially as well so i would say guys just explore your options in netherlands for sure mm-hmm. i just want to add that at the moment when we're recording this podcast mm-hmm. this episode rohit is probably feeling not the most positive 
because he recently got another rejection and it, it doesn't really feel amazing. But I'm pretty sure that the future is, is bright and there are so many possibilities. You just have to really believe in yourself. Mm. Maybe put some more like perseverance and patience into your effort and everything will happen as the way the way you want. So I really truly believe in that. And knowing you personally, it's just, I'm in disbelief that a person like you has not accomplished all your goals yet. So yeah, that's, that's my, I guess, addition to this conversation. Our podcast wishes you all the best in your future journey and good luck with your life. I mean, thank you so much, guys. <laughs> yeah, we will definitely keep in touch. And as a final reference, me and Dmitry can say this legendary phrase, which is referred to one of the low-key memes in India. <laughs> so, on the count of three, one, two, three. Bitsy, moinchka, deva, bitsy, ma. That was epic. Thank you so much, guys. That was epic. Thank, Thank you so much, Rohit, for coming in today and sharing your story. Really appreciate it. And yeah, we wish you all yeah. the best. Yeah. Thanks for being here and all the best. Thank you for inviting me, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Do we? <laughs>